this uh, morning's, uh, at least uh, morning here, this morning's Dharma talk is titled Emotional Lockdown. And the idea here with that title is uh, everyone, I think, experiences, at least I experience, uh, a quality of emotions that are seem to be what we call emotions are backed up or have a foundation of thought patterns and the, the, the various exchanges between thought patterns or thoughts and uh, emotions, it gets very uh, mixed up and cloudy there. And uh, we, want to, we want to feel like we are somebody, like we're in control, or at least we have some understanding of what's going on. And we will accept even uh, and be with and conclude and validate emotions using thoughts, will validate the emotions by leaving the emotion slightly and going into a thought pattern around that. It seems to be have to do with the Yogacara structure of consciousness as it's laid out in the eight consciousnesses, that being the Klusta, Mana, Vijnana, or Vijnana, the eight, the, the kind of the, the meddling or uh, uh, what is called, I read recently where it was called the nuisance consciousness. So, And actually there's one situation uh, that's consciousness, and then uh, it's not that there's a, a separate consciousness that is the alia or the storehouse consciousness. I mean, they they tend to separate into uh, a different a con consciousness is is not a bunch of different things, or even the eye consciousness and the thinking consciousness or this uh, uh, olfactory consciousness are separated, and they are separated uh, uh, with the support of the uh, this organism, the body mind construct uh, they in some people they tend to overlap uh, uh, quite a bit more than in others but the part that i wanted to talk about today a little bit and uh, receive questions of course would be that part of that aspect of the consciousness that tends to uh, have a, a some kind of emotional response it could be triggered by just a someone's gesture someone's comment um, it could be, there are probably so many different ways that this could come about that it would be, might be different every time. And what we do with that is, uh, as, uh, with the general population, you could say is does with that as they make a big deal out of it and they may make a big deal and go with, go deep in, within and feel difficulty or shame or, or remorse or any of these things. And they, it's not that a little bit of that couldn't happen, just, just, a by being in in this and conditions by being in a, a physical manifestation but uh, the seventh consciousness or this uh, uh difficult area of the consciousness this uh, self-centered area the manipulating area the actual uh pro producing thoughts area seems to be uh include itself into that dynamic uh interfere uh, adjust um, take exception, take exclusion, and on and on. So the idea here is to, through the sitting practice of, of meditation, through awareness practice, which is, as you've heard me say thousands of times, sit down, hold still, hold very still. Everything you can hold still, hold that still. If you can hold the mind still, go ahead. Good luck. Hold very still and watch this very subtle movement of probably thought patterns. It could be memories. It could be just the what's happening outside the window of the building you're in. Could be noises from the other room. Could be 
the fragrance of uh, incense or flowers. So what we're doing here is we're the consciousness is just observing what's coming and going. What seems to happen is we, instead of just being on receive uh, in our everyday life, we're always producing something on top of what we're receiving. So it's a it's kind of a manipulation approach, and uh, we can't really stop the manipulation. Just reach out and grab it, stop it, because that would be what more manipulation, and it would also be buying into the warfare mentality or the peace fair mentality. And if you don't, if you don't understand what I'm saying, you should ask about it later. So that emotional lockdown is is uh, pretty brutal because it can. It can just take uh, the mind, a mind that is just walking through the through the house, down the hallway, uh, going to the uh, going to the closet or something, some very mundane situation, and something can trigger that. It may be something that is uh, triggering that is uh, in your relative environment, which is a little easier to work with. But if that triggering is coming from uninspected or un uh, a misunderstanding about uh, how things arise uh, out of, you could say, out of the alia, which is a way of talking about it, not necessarily a location. Um, that that particular situation, if it's if it's not pleasant, and if it's something that is coming through like a like a repressed memory, you could say, or like some other something from some other situation is somehow has gotten into the hallway where you're walking down towards the closet, and and it, it doesn't seem to have a particular source. So then the attribution goes right to me and my my feelings, my life, my what's happening, what somebody just said to me. And we make up a whole, we invent a whole scenario. We write a whole uh, Shakespearean uh, situation around all of that. And then, which of course, causes a more intense emotional lockdown. So if you can, this is the simple message that I have for you. Uh, I'm going to put down this kotsu before I hit myself in the nose with it. And that is when when you're, and you have to train to do this, but it also can, it can be somewhat post-meditation. If you're doing mind training, sitting down, holding still, facing the wall, and observing what moves, and thereby strengthening or prioritizing the awareness that receives instead of the awareness that produces thoughts, ideas, conclusions, exclusions, opinions, ideas, on and on and on. It's just one a labyrinth of elaboration after another. So just sit down, watch what moves. And that way, when you get up off the cushion, it's not going to happen right away. It might not even happen this week, let alone three years from now. But you might as well start somewhere. Might as well start now. And so the idea is to, when the emotion begins to rise, begins to kind of add to your using that same metaphor, walking down the hallway, walking towards the uh, the closet to get your code or to put away your code or something like that. Some kind of something arises either there or somewhere else. And then the idea rather than adding on to it with a very simple thing, like, why am I feeling this way? This is, this is ignorance. This is a highly stylized form of ignorance that promotes the seventh consciousness or the um, I wrote them down so I can, because I often forget them, self-view, self-conclusion, pride of self, love of self, those four. And there are probably lots of other nuance, uh, nuances and various ways of talking about that self-centered me feeling. 
that wants to jump in and or actually uh, that aspect of consciousness wants to draw up around that almost like proving, uh, yes, I'm here because I'm the one who's feeling this negativity and I need to find out what it is. It creates a whole scenario that envelops us unless you've understood or begin began to understand these teachings, which are basically saying, you don't have to do that. You can actually just receive whatever occurs. And what you're kind of doing is you're taking the instead of the consciousness all shrinking up into a ball of me protecting this and advancing this and separating from that uh, self-view, self-conclusion, pride of self, love of self, instead of those four somehow, those aspects of consciousness that, that describe the way the self-centeredness becomes somebody with this particular feeling that was caused by that particular situation. There's constant separating and uh, division, propaganda, from the ego and uh, divisiveness. We see that all over. People actually fuel or feed themselves off from from being able to divide, 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 divide. I'm sure you recognize that mudra, divide, divide. So it's not about fighting with that or trying to stop dividing. (laughs) You would think it would be. Uh, No, no, that's not it. It's not that you couldn't do that, and you could come up with strategies. You could write a book on it, how you divided or how you kept from dividing things and became all one. So this is uh, uh, mocking this a little bit because it's uh, not that the people doing this don't have good intentions. Of course they do they have good intentions, and sometimes because of the karma that brought them into this situation, have a lot of personal charisma. So they're able to have... Uh, uh, the bully pulpit or center stage right away because of karma that brought them there that is not uh, selective. The karma doesn't care who takes over because karma is not separate from the very consciousness that, that manifests. <laughs> so it's very, it's not impersonal. It's uh, uh, even that, that word you can't, there is no word for it because then you all, you're using a relative thing that used to be this way, but now it's this way. No, it's like it is right now. Even the division itself is Buddha nature. Everything is Buddha nature. Everything is what? Awake. Everything is awake. Everything is consciousness. Everything is consciousness only. And I'm not necessarily aligning myself with the teaching of uh, uh, Walpola Rahula or Vasubandhu or any other person. Nor am I differentiating myself from that because in some some cases, uh, this particular way of looking at the eight consciousnesses or the... uh, uh, of the Yogacara tradition may be appropriate. And another time, something else may show up as being more uh, pertinent. So uh, as a practice, I would say, if you're doing a lot of mind training, a lot of sitting, a lot of wall gazing, uh, very simple form. And I'm not, again, as I've said many times, I'm not against all the other fancy kinds of form. Uh, do I just don't teach them. Not yet. And maybe never. I don't know. I do things as they show up. I don't plan hardly at all. I barely know what I'm going to do in the next 15 minutes. Unyo knows, so she lets me know (laughs) what to do next. So the idea here is to, as the feeling comes up, I'm going to use my my fingerture, and as it starts to twist and and kind of trying to make a a nest for itself in your, your chest cavity or in your mind or in your gut, these, these three places there, there's the, uh, there's the emotional center, the heart, the heart center, or the not necessarily the blood pumping organ or the chakra for that matter. 
a drop down and rise up idea that I've mentioned before. But just be wherever it's at, then just be there. A drop dropping down, rising up may not be may not even be appropriate at this particular time that you are working with uh, emotional. Um, um, but they call it fixation or lockdown. Something's locked. Once the lockdown has happened, you have to deal with what the lockdown. You have to you have to actually relate to that aspect that the emotions have got you. They've got their claws into you, so to speak. Use more metaphors, and to do anything with that other than just feel it, to think about it. Why did this happen? To think about think about it. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done this. I should change. I shouldn't be this way. This is not good for me. <sighs> Any kind of commentary or to go uh, into some kind of a parabola that runs back into three lifetimes ago or 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 30 years ago when you were uh, just born or 20 years ago when you were being abused. Don't go there and don't abandon that. If that if you're just working through awareness, whatever you need will show up. Uh, and, and be perfectly timed to use that timing guy, timing idea. So it is about receiving. We practice receiving. It's hard to just do, walk into a bulldozer and receive it. So we practice uh, bulldozer gazing. Sit down, hold still, look at the wall. That's that's your practice bulldozer. Sit down, look at the wall. Just observe, just observe. There's enough negativity there to practice on for years and years. And you know it if you've done any meditating at all. Sit down, hold still, watch that. Just observe that, my friends. Just observe it. There is no, there's nothing else. There's nowhere to get. There, there's just realization. And what you're looking for, you already are. How do I know? You know I don't know. That's how I know. <laughs> Knowing is way overrated. Just because it's spelled with a K. Or is it a N? It's a K. So you look at that situation and then by, uh, this is, I'm just going to paint a little picture then by getting up off the cushion, going into your life, living, bumping up against people and things and furniture and, and ha having people scowl at you for no reason, having other people smile at you for no reason, which is also could be disconcerting because they wonder if they've suddenly found out all the terrible things you've done. They're about to pin it on, pin the tail on the donkey. So just sit down. Train your mind and then just get up and, and what we call post-meditation or everyday uh, meditation and action, which I don't teach a technique. Well, the technique I teach is sit down and sharpen the blade. When you get up, it's your blade. It's your awareness. It's your karma. Uh, if, if, if the blade is sharp, if you're really prioritizing awareness first, not thinking process, but awareness first, then you will see a fresh delivery of your personal karma, which I don't I don't know how to work with that because I can't see it. All I can see is what happens to this person or in the immediate environment. But when you walk out, you're, you have a whole trail. You could have tons and tons of luggage and baggage that will need to be looked into or looked at and not accepted, not rejected, not, not do nothing with it. Less is better. If you do anything with it, the very spinning quality of that illusion will hook you and take you around for 15 or 20 laps. And then, then you get dumped and you think it's over with. And then no, no, it's just, it's, it's on its own cycle and you cannot inspect that cycle. It's hard enough to inspect the cycle of the moon. I mean, you, you don't know where the moon's at right now, unless you're an astrologer. And even the astrologers might know where the moon's at, but they don't know what it means. 
So what do they do? Come up with ideas about it. This is what everybody does. They study something and then they come up with ideas about what they're studying. There are people in in, uh, past uh, times that did not do that. They couldn't tell the difference between a mountain and a cloud. They didn't need to. Nothing was separate. So everything opened up totally appropriately. When it was time to shoot the deer, the deer appeared. I'm not, this is not magical thinking. It may look that way, but it's not. It's just dependent origination with no interference. There, there is no Aliyah Vishnana. Everything is arising as it is with no uh, interlocutor called uh, me. So one more time, when that negativity arises, if you can, through your sitting practice of meditation, be able to just observe the quality, the texture, the, 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 you might also feel a story around it. And that could be part of the texture rather than some uh, uh, special gate pass to run off in another direction uh, into some kind of discursiveness about the situation and who caused it and, who, and how you could fix it and, or how bad that you've, you've uh, been. I know the negativity that I sometimes have to deal, deal with from my past uh, karma is not uh, easy. Let's do it anyway. You can do it. I'd be happy to take questions if you have them. Shoto has a question. Shoto. Is there a transformed seventh consciousness that's not a nuisance? You know, there's different ways of talking about it. Anytime we're using any concepts, you're going to have, uh, like I mentioned, Walt Polarohula. He disagrees with this. Basabandu degree disagrees with, you know, it's, it's, it, people are shifting this around based on, based on their own perception. And they're much uh, more uh, gifted than I am in that area. And uh, it's, I'm just lucky but I'm not gifted or I'd be making up stuff too. Instead, I just say, it's in front of you. You find out. So the seventh consciousness will continue to continue to persist as a kind of dynamic. If you've been studying that and using that to understand your own consciousness of so those four qualities of self-love, uh, pride of self, uh, self-reference, uh, self-view and self-conclusion. <laughs> there they are. So they can't even remember those. You don't need to. What you, what you need to remember is just observe, keep it simple, just receive, keep it simple, give everything your attention, keep it simple. And of course, train your mind. How do you do that? Sit down and look how untrained it is. Look how crazy this whole situation is that we call the mind. So that seventh consciousness, uh, the way my, my metaphorical way of talking about it, it's like a building. It might still be there, but all the doors are gone. All the windows are gone. There's nobody guarding at the door. There's just a bunch of wind blowing through. It's called karma. It's just wind blowing this way and that way. There might uh, the, the the difference between the alia that we think is over here and the and the the other six sense fields, including the mind, that are over here. Those are not in two different places. <laughs> there there are no two different places. That's that's the that's called duality. There isn't anything but this. You you just can't see the back of your head yet. Further questions on that or any other thing that's been mentioned? Yes. Junshu asks, when someone is trying to fix us, how do we receive that? Be kind to them. Their intention is probably, uh, they might call it fixing you or helping you or serving you or helping you out or trying to be kind to you when actually it's about them because they're looking at their projection of you. They can't see you. Uh, you could practically just move to one side and watch their eyes still looking at the space that you left. So how should you receive them? Receive them. See that they're suffering and they're trying to fix their own suffering 
Uh, they can't get a hold of their own. You notice how people are so quick to give you advice, and yet their life is a mess. <laughs> I'm laughing, not because it's isn't heartbreaking to see people suffer so much, but because it, it's kind of so obvious to one who has trained their mind. I'm sure you've noticed through training your mind, you might not feel uh, like you're making much progress, but you'll notice that if you go out so-called into the world, which we can't do right now so much, uh, and just talk, have a conversation with anybody who has no mind training. I don't care how smart they are. They don't do any extensive mind training. And they, because the present, mo uh, the present moment or this, uh, this uh, very, very uh, powerful, authentic presence, uh, you just start to see that that's who you, who you are. So therefore, you're, you're not somebody else. You're still the same person except authentic, except present except no no place else. So when you come into the purview of someone who is confused and everything and they see you and they see your problems and they, and they uh, uh, well, you know, what, uh, what I do is I do this. Or this is what, you know what you should do with that? You should, I'm sure you've noticed. It's, it doesn't mean that you've gotten rid of your difficulties. You're still on the path. You're still working with uh, confusion in a, in a way that is dealing with, using awareness to understand that rather than manipulation or control or results. You don't need results. The results are, 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 might be there if you're, you have a seed and you want to plant uh, asparagus, which I don't think you can do. But if you want to do that, then there's, there's cause and effect. And then we work with cause and effect where it's at. But when it starts to get into areas of consciousness, cause and effect, there is no time and space there. Notice that. <laughs> that's quite a, quite a discovery if that's not shown up for you. So just observe, and when it comes to someone trying to help you, be respectful to them. Respect their confusion rather than try to change them, rather than try to do to them what they're trying to do to you. No, don't. Be very, very respectful of someone's karma in your mind and see that. And then at some point, you may, maybe next month, maybe next year, they might come back and say, uh, I, I've been thinking about, could you teach me how to meditate? It's unlikely. Unlikely because all of the input that's coming from every direction, but it's possible if your connection with them is has not been damaged by you trying to manipulate them, then there's a possibility there's enough openness there that because we're not separate, uh, then one who manifests as not separating themselves or buying into any kind of separation, those people who are looking for that kind of understanding, they don't even know it. They don't even know what they're looking for. Have you, you remember those days? Didn't know what you're looking for. Now you don't know what you're looking at. This is called training the mind. I'll help you. Further questions? Wendy asks, what is peace fair? It's more polarity. <clears throat> Warfare is, is going to war. And then peace fair is uh, fighting against war. You know, we, the, the, the words are all over the place. The, the fight against the coronavirus. This is a really dumb thing to say. It's embarrassing to hear highly educated uh, human beings uh, start using the whole idea of war. I mean, we'd, we'd like to not have war. And here we are using these metaphors. So you might have to do it some, uh, and, and even in, uh, um, in the Buddha Dharma, we use uh, weapons of war as images have been used for centuries, the two-edged sword and so on, and, and cutting things and so on. Uh, but when I say don't go to war, don't go to peace, don't do anything with it. Just observe the energy going back and forth. And you'll notice that people who are going to peace, carrying signs, marching against the terrible uh, monsters of, uh, of uh, the right wing or whatever, 
anytime anybody has an agenda about anything that includes you uh, going to peace, let's go to peace, let's go to war. Look at it closely, I would say. Look at it. I'm not saying you shouldn't do it. Maybe your karma is going to drag you into that situation. Uh, but it would be good if you go into it with uh, uh, a lot of awareness around what is happening. Not awareness of right and wrong, but awareness of the fundamental dynamic of manipulation and control and, and the secretiveness of self-centeredness, how it tries to manifest as helpful. But really, it's all about me, 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 and how I can get control of myself and everybody else, or the appearance of control, which is, of course, dependently arisen. So don't go either direction. This doesn't mean you couldn't think about that. I'm not saying don't have any thoughts about it, but don't necessarily move away from what this is. The wall you're looking at, your your wife, your husband, your your pets, your, uh, your kitchen table uh, into something else or into something else about that, unless it's unless it just shows up as something that you need to observe, which is uh, called uh, receiving, just receive. Further questions are good. Tisho asks, what is the relationship between, <clears throat> between awareness and consciousness? So the different ways of talking about it. The, here, uh, This is a way that I've talked before, and maybe this will help. Uh, and Tisho, if you have some other... Uh, um, some other dynamic uh, about this that I might be missing, then you can ask again or ask another question. But the consciousness I think of is that, that uh, let's start out with awareness. Awareness is a little chunk of consciousness that you can put somewhere. You can be, a, I, I can move my awareness right now. Uh, I can move my awareness to the top of your head, Chisho. That's where it's at now. And now it's back here. I can move it out here uh, to that cloud that I'm not looking at, but I remember it because I just looked out there. And a few moments ago, I said, you can't tell the difference between the mountains and the clouds. And the cloud I looked at, it's gone now, but it was shaped exactly like a mountain. So I didn't think that up. I'm just a reporter. I just report what I see. And what I see, not separate. Everywhere I look, it's not separate. So therefore, the top of your head, my consciousness or my awareness uh, is it's movable. It's a move, movable uh, understanding. And to go a little deeper into consciousness, uh, I would say that's the more, you could say, impersonal aspect. It's, that's the area that's conscious of body temperature, uh, consciousness of uh, 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 food digestion or uh, everything, to growth of your fingernails. You don't have to say, ah, I better better get on those fingernails are slowing down. I better put my awareness there and get them to grow. So there's dynamics that we're already, we're, we come into this life already able to have a little bit of say-so and a whole lot of area that we, we don't have any direct uh, um, uh, awareness of. If we did, we would be freaked out. If suddenly your awareness went down to what was happening in your, uh, in your intestines or something was happening in your digestive tract, you'd freak out. I certainly would. Now, Mark Hirsch, he might not. <laughs> he might get really curious about why he suddenly is looking right at something that he's never been able to see before. And he might be, because of being a physician, I'm just picking on Mark a little bit, but he, he might be really magnetized by that uh, just because of the uh, the area that shows up in is, is a, a uh, shows up in a person who's already really focusing on all the, the elaborations and con conclusions and contraptions that are going on in that area. So there might be, but 
but for for me or for you probably to go down into that area now you being a chemist you might you might get your awareness might spread out in a different way it might take the trail but you can't awareness can't go somewhere that consciousness is not already at so awareness is the focal part part of and and that's what that's what gives us so much uh, uh uh, feedback that we are somebody somewhere because because uh, of the eyes that the eye organ receiving uh, shapes colors and so on then it, it's just so easy for the seventh consciousness to say yeah me that's me I'm the one who's seeing I'm the one who appreciates art let's see what else we have self view I'm the one self conclusion I'm the one uh, self pride I'm the one uh, voice a little bit deeper self love voice a little bit higher I'm the one I, it's me. We all have great examples on the on the world scene of people who are, uh, because of the confusion that's been going on for centuries in our politics, you could say, uh, the things that are showing up now are just, they're, they're dependently risen. No one, no one crazy person decided to climb the ladder of sanity into uh, the God realm where they're in charge of everything. No, that, that, those ladders uh, in, in the, uh, uh, the Asura Loka, or the that jealous God realm, those those have been plated with with all kinds of strong material, so you can go and get ahead. The whole uh, scene of uh, CEOs and these huge corporations that are making money, and suddenly all these uh, these Bolsonaro's are showing up all over the place. Not wrong; it's dependently arisen. <laughs> I'm chuckling just because. Uh, uh, what else would happen if what happened? Uh, uh, in 1980, uh, who was elected then, who was elected in uh, uh, 1925. We're just talking about the United States, not to mention all the other places. And then all the, if you read some of the books on, uh, not to go too far into this, but read uh, on the, the indigenous people who lived in this country and the way their societies were set up is a pretty reasonable way that things uh, showed up there. And then and then uh, uh, those uh, Europeans now, uh, uh, wipe them out. Another question, one from Chazon. Sometimes it seems like the emotional lockdown is very obvious, like when we are triggered. But sometimes it may seem like we have an underlying aversion to emotions. Is there a way to begin opening up to our emotions? So don't try to open up. Notice how fast I respond to that. Don't try to open up. Just, just be the emotion. Just, just. It's just an emotion. And it just, you know, the addition part is it sucks. I don't like it. Or, or where did it come from? Don't, don't fall for that. Uh, don't fall for that uh, particular teensy weensy elaboration. Where did it come from? Who did it? Who caused it? This, the very question there says, I want control of this. And I want to be able to shut it off. You know, it's like saying, I want to shut off palm trees. I'm sick of them. Deciduous trees are much better. What are, is it, isn't a palm tree a deciduous tree? Yeah. Is it a perennial? Is it an annual? Is it related to the cabbage? It's just a, an extended variety of various ways that we keep avoiding what? This. That's why we look at a wall. So that keeps it as simple as possible. So the blade can actually get sharpened. So a field, if the emotion is happening, if it's coming up, if it's coming up, it's yours. Juju has another question. Could observation look like locking down from an outside perspective? Yeah. From an outside perspective? 
Uh, it could look like locking down, but uh, the addition of from an outside perspective, I'm not sure if you're talking about someone else uh, looking at you doing this or from you thinking that you have some kind of uh, magical objectivity. Laura asks, um, what if there is not a lot of negativity to deal with? Does this point to a lack of progress? No, it's just, uh, it, it's just, you know, I hesitate to say what it is because uh, it's so different. I'm, I'm speaking to you personally, uh, Laura, because uh, I know you a little bit. I would say just keep going. Don't don't look for anything else and don't necessarily compare yourself with me or anybody else or any of books you read. Um more, more wall gazing. That's what I would recommend. Sit down, schedule yourself. Don't you don't have to uh, do a, a block set every day, but you could do a block set once in a while, which I think you do. And during the block set, no, nothing else, no, nothing added on. And how do we do that? We notice how we keep adding things on. Now you may notice that there's very little negativity happening. Um, that won't last. I'm not saying you're doomed to start feeling negativity next week or next year, and that's somehow progress. Um, the whole idea of progress is a relative mundane concept uh, from the point of view, and we have to use some kind of words, and even point of view doesn't work too well. Uh, progress is, the whole idea of progress is not, uh, uh, is not a part of, of um, uh, the Buddhist path, other than those teachers who have felt that it's necessary to talk about different stages like the 10 Bodhisattva Bumis and sometimes 11, sometimes 12, I would say as soon as they start giving me different numbers, uh, I start thinking bunny rabbits. It's just rabbits. You know, the six and the nine are just, you know, two different numbers that one looks like a snake and one looks like a rabbit. So, and the seven, what is that? A, uh, a hitchhiking one? <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just, I'm not being, I'm, I'm being silly and probably not entertaining at all, but I'm just saying that be, be tentative about any time you start to look like some, getting somewhere because there isn't anywhere to get. There's just this. It just shows up as red, blue, white, dark, light, uh, deep, uh, shallow, just all the different references that describe somewhat about the texture of it. We add on, we salt and pepper all, we flavor and put spices in everything because we don't want to be bored. We want to have some adventure. If you see what this is, You'll never be bored again. No guarantee. Sokoen has a question. Mm -hmm. Can we choose to or encourage prioritizing awareness? Well, we sit down and look at the wall. That's uh, meditation, so we're encouraging that. And then we, when we get up off the cushion in our everyday activity, uh, the awareness will start to start to show up ahead of the thinking process. The way you know this is happening is you have more of a feeling of you don't know what's going on, more of a feeling of, and the ego mind, the seventh consciousness gets nervous about this. So it's like, uh, and we, uh, because we feel um, uh, um, sensitive or vulnerable in this area, one of those four, uh, self-view, self-conclusion, self-pride, and self-love, one, one of those is going to be your favorite, and you're going to you know, the one of those will probably start operating. You could study them. They're all over the place. Even Wikipedia is full of it. And not that there aren't other dynamics or their combination of two dynamics sometimes, but just look at the way that occurs and, and don't add, subtract, divide, no math. H have a have a willingness to just uh, just be uh, an as it is garden.
which is your private Dharma name that is now, uh, I have made that public. They're switched around. I might switch them back next week. So don't get too cozy in your garden. <laughs> Jiuzan has a question. Um, yes, actually two questions. The first one is, are we always just receiving? And then secondly, how can we relate strongly to people without running our mouths, particularly in our current setting? That's difficult. Uh, when you and I are experiencing that. <laughs> 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 We're kind of trapped together here. First, first four or five weeks was pretty good until my birthday came along. And then I, I just didn't get enough special training or care or something. So I whined about it. So to address your question, uh, what was the question? Well, the first one was, are we always just receiving? Y yes. You're, you're, you're receiving, receiving, and sometimes it's force feeding uh, because the life is forcing you to accept or be with or to receive stuff that you don't want. So uh, there's always some kind of receiving going on. The idea is to hone that and to be more, endeavor to see the fundamental nature of the mind. Uh, and that begins, uh, that starts to show up as bodhicitta, the mind of awakening. There's some kind of a deep understanding that this could be understood deeply and not just superficially as some kind of materialistic uh, gain and loss situation, life and death, sickness and health, and all the other the various uh, peregrinations of the of the world order and uh, the worldly dharmas. What was the next part of the question? How can we relate strongly to people without running our mouths, particularly in our current setting? Stay in your senses. The sense of seeing never says a word. The sense of hearing uh, never says anything. sense of taste doesn't produce anything. Stay in the res receiving area of the consciousness rather than the production area, which is chatter, chatter, chatter. I think you should do this, but you shouldn't paint it that color because if you'd paint that, look what's going to happen. You have all these blue things right next to this a magenta thing. <sighs> Why would you do it that way? Are you stupid? Haven't looked really closely? Not meditating enough? Get back to the cushion. Is that what you're telling them? <laughs> so just receive. And when you receive, the interesting thing about this, if you're receiving your own body position, how you're sitting, how the other person is sitting, don't jump away from how they're sitting into an interpretation of their, they're all closed off. Even though they might be, if you think you have to conclude that when you look at someone, then you you abandon the Abandon what you're seeing for the conclusion about it. And this is what happens to the rest of the investigation. It stops. You know this is without even thinking about it. You know what it is. You know it's, you know it's closing off. But to say that in your mind and start to add up little things, they're like this. Uh, and they seem to pull on their ear. So that means they're lying. You know, it's just, it's on and on. It's not, uh, it's not that it couldn't be helpful in some ways if you were a detective or something, but from the point of view of awareness, keep it very simple and very uh, apolitical. Kozan yes. asks, what is meant by authentic as it regards presence? So it's uh, unauthentic, uh, unauthentic presence would be that which is generated for some kind of an outcome. I'm going to just be present. Well, I'm just going to be here. I'm just going to be present here. And and I'll I'll just I'll just receive and I'll you know little mini lectures that we give ourselves that is more like uh, uh, Tony Robbins or something 
You know, it's just it's it's not that it doesn't have a relative reality to it, but especially with the the kind of uh, charisma that that Tony Robbins came into life with. I mean, you you probably believe anything he said just because it's a way of producing it. It's so sweet. Um, Shoto asks, how are we maintaining the windows and doors uh, on our building or the seventh consciousness? Just continually using them, slamming them shut, opening them, opening them a crack to let in things we really like, but then keep out those other uh, things with beaver faces. You know, we're always picking and choosing, picking. You can come in. It's called prejudice. You can come in, but you guys can't. I'm not saying you should open your the doors of your house and let all the m- mice come in, although we did that. <laughs> we had to kill them. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not saying to, to go overboard about a little bit. So watch the way you keep uh, adjusting and have a little bit of, you know, something you ha- actually have a little bit of say-so about, you'll, you'll call karma. So it's always about awareness, strengthen the awareness, sit a lot, sit until this, uh, till the whole shebang stops being a shebang and starts to be uh, consciousness only, perception only. And then anything can arise, anything can go away because nothing actually occurs. It, it occurs, but its occurrence is just, uh, just a, um, a twitch of an eyebrow in the middle of a vast, uh, endless space. And Nicole has a, a question uh, that Wendy asked, but it's slightly different. Uh, when you mentioned warfare and peace fair, what does peace fair mentality look like? So it could show up lots of different ways. Uh, it could show, I mean, just a, a general way that I think everyone would recognize is someone who is sees uh, an enemy and rather than work with the foundations of the of that enemy, which is either in oneself uh, which is a passion, aggression, ignorance, hope, and fear, simply put, or uh, out in the world, it would be take, take, when I say take, take isn't so good, but observe your ability to respond to whatever is occurring on the area of warfare that engenders a reaction, R-E, not action, reaction. I guess it would go this way, R-E, reaction, a reaction to something. So that's that's actually you've actually aligned yourself with the very warfare that you're trying to get to go to peace. So you create that. It's like um, I, mean, I could write some stories about it, uh, you know, come up with some ideas about it. But rather than deal, it, it's all over the world politically. It's it's obvious, but it's also obvious in family relationships where somebody's trying to control the rest of the family, and sometimes we'll do it up with violence. And I'm not saying that a. a, a an eight-year-old boy who's being abused by his parents uh, has much say so about that. It's just, it's just uh, the dynamics of the situation at the time, but the causes and conditions that brought that about are being ignored. So then going to peaceful uh, peace fair uh, would be, would be a reaction to the war rather than a a fundamental nature of uh, tranquility. And tranquility doesn't need warfare to prove it's tranquil. It doesn't need it doesn't need beating that you, you see it you see it you see it on the news you can see it uh, you can see the the, the rotation of uh, ideas and opinions happening uh, in the uh, on, uh, on television on different programs news programs are starting to modify that ad, the advertisers are starting to uh, actually use the 
the lockdown to make more money. Not Don't have to go against it. Don't have to do anything with it. Just be aware of it. Then anything you do need to do, as you've heard me say many, many times, will happen out of the causes and conditions. So you're not interfering with anything. You're just not necessarily allowing causes and conditions to come in and take you over as the polarity with which you are observing the other end of the polarity. If you go to peace, you're going to have war. Tayo has a question. Can we bring our awareness to something we are not conscious of, such as ignorance? I think we can. And, you know, Tayo, how that might show up is so different for each person. Uh, some people are maintaining a a wall, a as it says in the Heart Sutra, Mukhege, uh, called the walls of the mind. We're maintaining that because there's some kind of fear behind it that if what's on the other side of that just might be too, we just not might not be able to handle it. It might be just too devastating to us. So we may maintain uh, that uh, that ignorance. We polish it occasionally. Uh, we might even draw a door on it. Uh, maybe even draw some hinges, draw a handle, and say, you know, some at some point I'm probably going to actually go in there. I'm being a little bit silly about it, but I'm saying it's we we strategize that situation, especially once we start doing sitting meditation. That's why it's, why it's so necessary to have a teacher, so necessary to, to be with a Sangha, as you say, hear me say. That formula is just astonishing. It's a genius. Teaching, teacher, community. Very simple. Uh, doesn't mean that the teacher, he, she, they know everything. There's some kind of a deity. It's not about a, a god or a deity, even though sometimes that's that modality uh, shows up in the theistic religions and even in some in the, in the Tibetan Buddhist forms if it's uh, misunderstood. Uh, so, yes, we see we see it, but we don't really realize necessarily uh, that it is uh, illusory, that, that that ignorance is actually fabricated and built. It's a, the warp and woof of that is passion and aggression and ignorance. Passion and aggression together is ignorance. Or you could, uh, you could also say the warp and woof of... Uh, uh, of maintaining our our ignorance is uh, uh, hope and fear, warp and woof again. Hope looks looks very positive. You have to have hope. No, you don't. Hope is a hope is a highly polished, silvery, highly greased form of ignorance. You don't need to go there. Just just this, just this. Not hope. This isn't gonna. This not won't play well to people who are who will say we well, gotta have hope. It just we hear it all the time. And we hear people actually use the word hope as a slogan. It's like it's like taking a huge uh, golden tarpaulin and putting it over the very thing that needs to be investigated, which is what? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Not just you, Tayo, but everybody does. You know that we're covering things up. It is about seeing through that. It's about seeing through it. I'll help you. If you'll let me, you might not let me. The way that I, in which I help you, I get to decide that. You don't. If you want to decide how you're going to be helped, you're talking to the wrong dude. We have several more questions, so we'll keep going. Yeah, we have no time limit today. Do whatever uh, we want. Chisho has a follow-up question. Uh, thank you. What is the relationship between the seventh consciousness and awareness? Are they the same? So the, the seventh consciousness uh, uh, isn't exactly on receive. Uh, awareness, it's on manipulating what is being received. It has, uh, I use the metaphor, it has doors and windows. And uh, the whole idea of the six first uh, six sense field, uh, including the, the thinking, pro the, all that six consciousness does is keep track of uh, 
as a as a as a way of looking at consciousness is just keep, keep a track of things so that the same consciousness uh, uh, that is smelling is the same one that's tasting, the same one that's hearing, thinking, and doing all of this. It just keeps. It's kind of the 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 uh, uh, vice president of confusion, and then the president or the is the seventh consciousness, which can do whatever it wants because it's in that presidential situation. It can, you know, it's it it has direct connection to the alia or the storehouse consciousness, and so it's it's going to modify anything that comes through there. It's a uh, it's a uh, it's constantly politically incorrect with everything, and it's politically politically correct from its own point of view. But it's just the politics of experience are just devastating from the point of view of someone's ongoing uh, working with their innate Buddha nature and working with their uh, bundle of karma that have, have come from beginningless time until now. When I say beginningless time, maybe past lives, maybe maybe past lives on other planets. Uh, I don't know. I'm not concerned with it. What I'm concerned with is this. This, this is what I'm concerned with. Uh, Mark asks, is there a place for the idea of God to surrender the illusion of control to? Well, that can be kind of tricky because um, I'm not saying you couldn't use that. Uh, repeat the question. I'll try to be more succinct. Is there a place for the idea of God to surrender the illusion of control to? You don't need to surrender the illusion of control. If you do that, then then there's some kind of otherness that you're, you're surrendering it to. And there might be a little bit of that going on, but what little I know of you, I think you've already done that. Now, this doesn't mean that when someone else is using that, that you shouldn't or you wouldn't, uh, of course, support that and even talk that language. Uh, I know uh, it just it's a, it's a word, God. It's a word, Buddha. It's a word, uh, Buddha nature. It's a word. They're words. They're concepts. But the, um, the, the, the area that is misunderstood when we start getting into God is it starts to show up as some kind of otherness that is higher than us. And we have the, this is where the whole higher power comes in. This is just bullshit. Sorry. It's bullshit. And I'm not saying it won't help someone relatively to use that. There are people all over the world that totally throw all of their money and all of their devotion and all of their prayers and everything into their idea of Jesus, Muhammad, uh, even God, even the Buddha. Some people, that's the way they look at Buddha as a deity, as a, some kind of savior, um, medicine Buddha and all, all the other, uh, um, various ways of uh, operating and it, the way it looks here it, it looks like everybody because of people's karma are going to get need different ways of working with this and some people are not ready to uh uh look at nothing look at emptiness not not the relative nothing we can all do that but look at ultimate nothing nothing emptiness shunyata this is a basic teaching of the buddha from the get-go emptiness of self emptiness of other and to be able to see that it looks like loss because it is loss from the personal point of view. It is. It's it's death to ego. And most people are not ready for that. So we meet them, as I say, over and over again. I meet people where they're at or I try to because I was met by both of my teachers where I was at. And it was, uh, I didn't realize it at the time, but looking back on it, how stunning that was and how incredibly um <laughs> how incredibly insightful it was to meet me and treat me in exactly the way I needed to be treated so I could transcend 
or go beyond, or at least see deeply into, if not go beyond, my fixations about who I was, what the world was, what this whole thing was about, and what was important, what wasn't important. So I would say, knowing you, Mark, I don't think you could make any mistakes. You just meet people where they're at and work with them where they're at, especially being a, being trained as a physician. You can't come in and uh, into a surgical uh, a theater and say, wait a minute, this is open heart surgery. I, I wanted to just remove an appendix. So I'm going to remove his appendix. <laughs> so, I mean, this is silly, but it's, but there are people who are functioning that way, who are, who are spiritual guides because they're, because there's a subtle fuel line running from everything they do and, and anything they receive anything from anybody, any kind of adulation or re respect or money or whatever, it immediately goes into the seventh consciousness. See, I was right. I had a reason to be prideful because I am a great person and I am a great teacher and I am, I am, I am. So that area uh, resonates with the theistic. That's a theistic approach. If someone is a, a so-called great teacher, like His Holiness Dalai Lama, um, uh, there's no there's no self-centeredness there. It's just not happening. It's not that they're not smiling and friendly, but they're able to meet people where they are. As the same as uh, true with uh, His Holiness the seventeenth or sixteenth Karmapa, whom I met, and the seventeenth Karmapa whom I met in the Sambhogakaya. Don't believe a word I say. Susan has two questions. Her first one is, is absolute black behind clear light? And her second one, is this from which light emerges? Black and white or light and dark are just relative words that we get from uh, how, what our sense feels uh, uh, notice. Um, we look out and it's light and it's dark. And then there's all the other things that happen to get in the way of it, which are called shapes and colors and movement. And so um, it transcends the polarity. So there's no, that's the whole idea of sacred, sacred and profane. From the point of view of, if you need to use those words, from the point of view of the Buddha Dharma, there isn't anything that isn't sacred. Everything is fundamentally, clearly, completely holy and valuable. And everywhere you look, you're, you're seeing your Buddha nature, you're seeing awakened truth, you're seeing Tathagata Garba, you're seeing the Buddha mind. Take my word for nothing. Don't believe it. Don't disbelieve it. Don't look away. Consider it. I mean, if you're here, you could consider it. A uh, question uh, from Tim from New Boston, Michigan. This is his first time watching. Mm -hmm. He asks, can we choose our reaction to emotions or do they just happen? So the whole idea of choosing is is just a misunderstanding. Of course, we're choosing some things, but we because we don't want to be perceived as someone who's out of control, then we we load up, we fuel the the, the choosing area. Like, oh, I'm just choosing. Well, you got to make the right choices. Well, you know, you know, you should make the correct choice. This is you're not making any choices, and I'm not saying just you. I'm saying this. Right, their, their choices are are add-ons. It's it's highly stylized, perfumed illusion. Well, I made the right choice. You don't make any choices. And I sound like I'm mocking. I don't mean to do that, but it's like that. We kind of think, we notice your question and answer with people that you're in conversation with. Well, you know, you got to make the right choice. Well, that's for sure. Well, he's just making a lot of bad choices. You know, just, uh, I'm, I'm not saying that this isn't relatively true, but if you want to fun find out fundamentally what this is, what this, the heartbeat of the Buddha is, you can't sit on the surface and fight with floating leaves. You just can't do it. This leaf is better than that. Well, look, look at this one's about to sink. Why would you jump on that one? 
You, there's no way you can tell oh, just by seeing uh, three inches into causes and conditions. There's no way you can see billions and billions of miles. You can't see it unless you see what that is. Then you can't help but see billions and billions of miles because space and time collapse. And they collapse into what? Buddha or awake, awake. You don't even have to use the word Buddha. It's not a, it's not a person. It's the nature of this uh, amazing place that we've been downloaded into, this school of the mind, this school of, uh, of karma, this school of, uh, of uh, desire, wanting something else. What was the other part of his question? It was, can we choose our reaction to emotions or do they just happen? So I usually don't do either or, but in your case, since you're new, I will say no. <laughs> you don't choose anything. And they don't just happen either. That's extra. So when I say no, I mean it. No. Ask more questions if you have them. I'm all about that. I like to hear what I have to say, too. Adriana from Kalamazoo has a question. I do a lot of writing. How can I think about staying in the receiving mode when I am writing? Don't think about staying in the receiving mode. Just produce. Just produce. Just write. Writers write. Artists art. Musicians music. Just just do it. No, no, nothing extra. Stay in that particular uh, arena of writing. Just write. Don't don't endeavor to be sophisticated. Um, sometimes some uh, some uh, I don't it isn't automatic writing, but one of the ways that can help you. Uh, perhaps um, deepen or extend that that presence. Sometimes writers uh, have difficulty with this. Spend the first half hour uh, of your writing describing anything that's in front of you. Uh, go to go to the cupboard and get out a vase or a, or a, um, a coffee grinder or something. Sit it down in front of you and describe it. Spend a half an hour describing everything about it. Did I do that? Nope. But I'm telling you to do it. Or I'm recommending that you do it. <laughs> Carl from Kalamazoo asks, is staying in the world of the senses another way of saying that awareness is out in front of thinking? A little bit of that. I would say so. It's not something, there's no, nothing to be maintained. Uh, it's interesting that if the awareness is noticing whether you're being aware or whether you're thinking, then which awareness is doing that? <laughs> is it the CEO of awareness? <laughs> The chief, uh, chief, the the wolf chief of the Hadatsa tribe. Uh, Joseph from Kalamazoo asks, "What would emotional look like on the idea of on the idea of awareness? Let's see. What would emotional lockdown on the idea of awareness look like? What would emotional lockdown on the idea of awareness look like? I think it's probably a good idea. Awareness, the idea of awareness. Good lockdown." That's called studying. You're studying the nature of those concepts and the way they, that's how it would look. It would look as it looked. And, it, and it, uh, you can you can get a little bit of a feeling that it might be what, use the fancy word authentic, when it doesn't last. When, it, when the very rotation of causes and conditions that show up as definitive around what you're asking starts to collapse back into the netherworld. Just observe. Or don't. Juzan asks, what is self-view? Seeing everything in terms of yourself. Seeing everything is about you. Whatever happens, it's about you. Whatever happens. There's, there's a little bit of pride there, but mainly it's just a, a referential thing. It's about you. I know 
that's that's one of mine. Uh, it's when I'm going to get this or get something to eat or something. It's it's about me. It's about what's happening to me. What and these days because uh, you can't help but be concerned with uh, the health because the body is very old, especially now, seventy nine years as of yesterday. So it's self not wrong. We're not trying to get rid of that. We're trying not trying to be this highly polished person that doesn't have anything happening in the sound of consciousness. Your screen has not frozen. I'm just a ventriloquist. So again, it's about seeing the self view. It's about seeing the self pride of self is very difficult to get into view because if we start to get a little bit of that, how much that is, then we immediately go into shame. We think, Oh my God, I'm, here I've been thinking how wonderful I am. And it's, uh, it's just not, it's so it's, and it's obvious to everyone. The, uh, the uh, self-view, self-conclusion, pride of self, love of self is visible to everyone in different. Some, some of those are more pride is more visible to everyone pretty much because it's so puffy. Uh, shame is not so. Uh, and that's one of the reasons we go into shame is because it's, it's the way you can still maintain your self-reference. I'm the terrible person, uh, which is not that much different than I'm the person who really knows. I don't know why people don't ask me about this. I just know so much. And, I just want to share. I just want to be a servant to everyone. Baloney. And when I say baloney, uh, it's baloney. Carnivore. So what I would say is go into that area and find the consciousness that sees those polarities. Don't grasp onto one and reject the other. Either direction. Do nothing. Don't try to uh, get rid of your pride. You're not going to, be able to help people if you if you overcome your difficulty as some kind of person who's somehow better than the rest of humanity that is suffering intensely through their passion, aggression, and ignorance. You need to, you need to keep, uh, you could say keep it, or you need to not do anything with it, but just be aware of it so that that which is aware is beginning to transcend uh, the physical attachment and lockdown, the emotional lock. You don't have to get rid of the emotions. You need those emotions. You need that intense negativity in order to save all beings because that's what they're going through and that's what they're trying to cover up. And if you see yours and you don't cover it up, this is called bodhicitta. This is my way of talking about relative bodhicitta. I don't say drive all blames into, uh, into Juan Gonzalez. Uh, I say, just look at it. Don't do anything with it. Don't drive. Unless I say that, I might say that specifically to a person. But just being aware of that. And in that way, when you meet someone who's dealing with something very similar that they can't see, you can see it. And you know better than to point it out to them. Because you know when it was pointed out to you, uh, you hit out. It made you go deeper. I have students that I pointed out to them very specifically. And they the shields come up. <laughs> I'm just receiving. You know who you are. Receive. Receive. This is not about puffing up and getting better. And if you're puffing up and getting better and it's showing up as pride or it's showing up as any one of these uh, four uh, re self-references, uh, just just observe it. Because uh, if, if the word humility would ever apply to you at all, it would have to apply because you were uh, because you didn't have some kind of uh, specialized feeling about yourself. We have a final comment uh, from Chisho. He says, thank you, Sogazan. Really appreciate your direct answers. I appreciate your direct questions. I appreciate all of you. I love all of you. Uh, hopefully this uh, uh, 
this uh, coronavirus will go on forever. And we'll all, <laughs> I'm sorry, I need to say that. Nothing has to last and nothing has to go on forever. Uh, preferences are uh, um, too highly rated. Anything else? Are we going to dedicate the merit? We're going to dedicate the merit according to my lovely wife, Uno, which is which means something about cloud. Yeah, it's sunlit like today. Sunlit, Finally. sunlit cloud. May the merit of this penetrate into all places so that we and every sentient being together can realize the Buddha's way. The ten directions, the three worlds, all Buddhas, all venerable ones, Bodhisattvas, Mahasattvas, the great Prajna Paramita. O Buddhas and Bodhisattvas of the directions and the three times, please hear us. Please come down out of the light and protect Sokokoji Buddhist Temple Monastery, our Sangha, families, friends, and visitors. Heal everyone who is unhappy, sick, or suffering, and fill them with light. Let it be so.